I wiped off the, the scraped knee and was like, nothing's, I'm not bleeding. I don't need stitches. Uh, you know, it's just my hand. I don't really need my hand to run. This one's radio episode 916 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the affiliate relationship that I have with the folks over at Tailwind. What does that mean? It means they're not like an official, official sponsor, but it means that uh, we have enough of a, of a friendship going back and forth that uh, they, they give me a little commission if you get some stuff based on my recommendation. So you know as well as I do when it comes to fueling for your runs, like when you find something that works, you pretty much stick with it. Like, yeah, you might try something new once in a while, but uh, it's hard to turn your back on something that works for you. And that's why I'm still a fan of Tailwind, even though I'm a low carb guy these days on race day. I want a little, I want a little something, something in my bottles beyond just the water that I usually carry. And uh, that's why I definitely always turn to Tailwind because it sits well on the stomach. Uh, don't, don't have, at least I've never had, maybe, maybe, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but I've never had any GI issues as a result. Uh, and that's always important on race day as well. Um, and you know, they've just got some good flavors, quite honestly, like the orange is good. The lemon is good. The orange and lemon mixed real good. Uh, and when it comes to caffeine varieties, I can't say no to a little green tea buzz, but those are just my flavors. You obviously can take your pick of the, uh, I don't know what they've got now, a dozen flavors or so available. And if you go through the link, disruns.com slash tailwind, just like it sounds, T-A-I-L-W-I-N-D, disruns.com slash tailwind, takes you right to the, the tailwind homepage, get what you want, shop to your little heart's content, buy some different flavors, get a big bag, get the sticks that are easy to carry with you, refill on the go, whatever you might need, and then whatever you end up getting, I get a little kickback for it as well. So if you're a, a tailwinder like I am, you know, not for nothing, but, uh, don't be afraid to support the cause. Yes, you can get it on, on Amazon. I checked this. It's the same price. So, you know, might as well, not even if you're going to support me, might as well just get it from the Tailwind website so that they don't got to pay Bezos because Bezos is doing all right as as it is. Um, and if you get enough, you get free shipping anyway. So, you know, whatever. It's not even like there's no real advantage to go through Amazon. And again, if you go through disruns.com slash Tailwind, you help me out, you help Tailwind out, you help yourself out. You don't help Bezos, but I feel like that's still a, a, a win-win-win. You know, we're still doing all right. So anyway, if you want to check it out, would appreciate it. If not, no worries. But uh, one way or the other, it's time to uh, go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, I've had the pleasure of talking to uh, once or twice in the, in the past. Uh, but today, we are making it official, recording it, and letting you all listen in as well. So, uh, I, and this is also is one of those conversations that I don't exactly know kind of all of the, or at least have a, much of an idea of all the ins and outs and this and that along the way, which is, which is fun for me because I get to kind of learn some things and, and take the journey uh, right along with you. So let's just cut to the chase and, and get things officially started by uh, welcoming Miss Shelly Brazell to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Shelly. Appreciate it. 
Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, well, good, good. And uh, guys, Shelly is, is uh, one of those, the, the rare exception these days, I think, that doesn't have a whole lot of social media and websites and blogs and all those types of things. Um, so I don't have anything to, to plug for, uh, but we, we will still have show notes today, of course. So anything we talk about today, we'll have the links. We do have some photos and things like that to share. If you're, if you're curious, she's also in the Facebook group. So if you, you know, uh, not super active, but she, she lurks, she comments, she does some things. We'll probably talk about that a little bit as well today. Um, but uh, disruns.com slash 916 is the link uh, to get back to the show notes today. With Again, we'll have everything linked up there as per usual. Um, just not a whole lot of social media stuff to connect to. And that's, and that's okay. Maybe even... I don't know, dare I say, maybe even ideal, maybe something I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind not having a bunch of social media to do, but I, never mind. I enjoy social media. So anyway, enough about me. Let's, let's dive into this one. Uh, Shelly, you've listened to the show before. You, you know where we're getting started today. Uh, and that's just to, to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Oh, I am so excited about this question because going into this uh, podcast, I thought I knew the answer and then I <laughs> thought about it a little bit and I surprised myself even. Um, I think I'm going with 50K-ish mm. because, you know, a 50K is never truly a 50K. It's always a little more, a little less or, you know, round up, round down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, it. I guess what came above this or how I got to this conclusion is that I realized with a 50K-ish, I just want to see if I can do it. My mm. goal is to finish. Whereas with the road races, I have a lot of like PRs and, and sub times I'm trying to get right now. So I feel like the 50 K ish has been just a fun time because I can just go out and just run and enjoy the, everything that's going on without that pressure of, of trying to, to get whatever magical time I need for either Boston or a PR or a sub, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's true. And it's, it's, it's crazy how getting, especially for, for 50 K ishes or, or any, anything really that's on the trail, which obviously the, the ultras tend to be, um, I don't, there's just something about running on the trail that just, the, the unknown of what the trail conditions are going to be, obviously the, the longer distances as well, does kind of take some of that pressure off. You can just go out, cruise, have fun. And if it's, you know, if it's, if it's five hours, if it's seven hours, if it's, if it's more or less or anywhere in between, like whatever, as long as it's a good day and, and you, you, you know, get out and, and enjoy it a little bit. Uh, that's all that matters versus, yeah, like you said, some of the, sometimes those road races, we, we put a lot more time pressure on ourselves, no matter the distance there. Yeah, and I, I guess I should say too that's the only race I've actually finished first in my age group is the 50k. So I guess it's my favorite for that reason too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any race that you're the winner of, even if it's you know quote unquote just your your age group, but any any race you can say I finished first, um, I feel like that's got a little extra shine and, and uh, rises to the top a little bit of of the distances that uh, might be your favorite. Definitely. So uh, how'd you get started in the sport, Shelly? Is, is running something that's always been a part of your life, something that's come on a little bit more recently? Or, or kind of how'd you, uh, you know, stumble into this, this pastime that we all know and love? You know, uh, just like everyone, I think I didn't think much about running until uh, a little bit later in life. I know, uh, you know, I had it for gym class. I had it for some of the cheerleading I did. We, we ran a little bit so we could be considered athletes in every aspect. Uh, but it was really college um, and more so later in college and even in graduate. Uh, I went to school at the University of Minnesota Duluth. So uh, if anybody in running realizes that's the home of grandma's marathon, mm-hmm. um, I never really knew much about running distances until I, I started going to grandma's marathon in the summer and just being a spectator. Um, there's a ton of runners that have influenced me. My graduate advisor and her husband were runners. Um, one of the the laboratory people I worked with were runners. So I just kind of had this, this, everybody telling me about running and how awesome it was, even though sometimes it sounded pretty, pretty brutal, depending on the, I guess, the temperature in in Northern Minnesota. 
But uh, then I, I watched enough and finally I caught myself saying, well, you know, I could never do that. But if it was on wheels, I'd do it. And of course, <laughs> Duluth, Duluth answered me and they, they came up with the North Shore inline marathon. So I, I had to live up to, to my words and I put on a pair of inline skates and trained, you know, up for a couple couple North Shore marathons when I was still in Duluth as a, a college uh, graduate program. And uh, the next thing I knew, I was cross-training a little bit with some running here and there. N- no big miles, but some of my favorite memories were running down the hill in Duluth and dipping my toes into Lake Superior and mm-hmm. then walking back up the hill because I definitely wasn't uh, trained enough to run up the hill at the time. <laughs> um, but uh, that 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 kind of got the bug going is seeing all these people and cheering all these people on. I mean, seeing an elite athlete come through in a couple hours in bare feet on a cobblestone uh, main street in Duluth was just awe-inspiring. And and then to be able to see so many of the other runners in the the middle to late of the pack who Mm -hmm. were just, you know, sheer determination. It just, it really makes you want to change your can't to a, I, I can do this. Uh, but I have to say it still took me a while to even get past the five mile mark and, and a road race still wasn't there. That inline was kind of right where I, I was happy with, with a few days of cross training or running for cross training. Mm-hmm. Um, also I realized that that time I had some issues with depression and anxiety. So part of, part of that therapy program was to run a little bit because as we all know, you're, you're just a better person after mm-hmm. a, a run, whether it's the runner's high or just, you know, uh, being able to work out some stress and, uh, quiet your mind a little bit. So it, it actually kind of started there for two different reasons. One, just seeing people do it and going, wow, look at each of those people and they each have a story. And then, like I said, kind of that stress relief or making me a, a tolerable person, depending on how the day was going. Gotcha. Gotcha. And as, as per usual, so many, so many things in there. I'm going to, obviously we're going to get back to the running stuff. We're going to take a, we're going to take the first detour of today and go into this, this whole skating, uh, situation of, of, of inline skating for a marathon. Um, I, I, I know I've mentioned this once or twice. I don't know if you've heard me mention uh, that, that growing up, I was a, an ice hockey player. Like I, I'm growing up in Northern Michigan and, and you know, you being in, in Minnesota, I'm sure you knew some, some, some hockey players and things of that nature. And, and, you know, inline skating, doing some, some roller hockey in the summer, that was great cross training, great way to stay active, especially because we didn't have a, a, a proper indoor rink in my area. We, we were an outdoor team. So, you know, a good chunk of the year inline, inline, you know, roller hockey was kind of what we had to do. Um, all that to say, you know, rollerblading a mile or two, like, you know, it's not bad, but like, kind of like I, I've said before, like I can swim, but I can't like swim, swim for like swimming distance for um, like a triathlon or something like that. Skating, fun for, you know, go go hard for 60 seconds, 90 seconds, then jump off and take a break, catch your breath, get back out there, do it again. Uh, skating for a marathon, that's a, a different level of uh, of skating and fitness. Um, what, what was What was you know, inline skating for 26 miles. I mean, I feel like, like I can skate and that would be a, a lot. Was, was it, was it a big, was it as much of a challenge for you as I'm, as I'm painting in my head or was it pretty easy and, and, a, and a fun experience? You know, the, the first time I did it, it was just a really fun experience. Um, I had been training for it. There's a great trail from Duluth, Minnesota about, it goes about 50 miles south and it's an old rail trail. Mm-hmm. So I would just go out on Saturdays. It was kind of like the run, long run. It's it mm-hmm. To me, it was very much realizing I was pretty much running, but with wheels. Um, I just, you know, looking back now, because just take it slow and, and mm-hmm. go for it, you know, bring a few snacks um, and, and just tighten up the skates as you go. Um, I, I was never, 
a super fast person. I didn't do speed work or anything, um, but it was just a nice break because yeah, the, the hockey skates have to come off in the, the three months of summer Minnesota has. <laughs> and so it was just a, a nice little way of changing uh, pace of different things. So the second, the second inline marathon was a little tougher. There was a 20 mile headwind and there's any runner knows that's not an easy feat, but even on skates, it's not much easier because now uh, you don't quite have the, the friction that the feet feet apply. I felt mm -hmm. like I was being pushed backwards at times, but uh, both times were, it was a really great experience. And, and like I said, looking back at basically trained me for true marathon training uh, without the wheels mm -hmm. because it was pretty much the same concepts. You know, you have your long run or your long skates on the weekends. And if you can fit something in during the week, that's great. But uh, it was just about getting out there. And uh, it was a great way to see the lake and, and, you know, get that taste of what it would feel like to do a running marathon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do, do you still do much, if, if any, uh, skating or is that is that kind of, you know, chapter been, been closed for you? Um, I still have a pair and with the pandemic, you know, they were broken out just because, you mm. know, the bike was getting old and, mm -hmm. the, and the running trails were getting old. But uh, I, I want to say that that was one of those fads, unfortunately, that didn't maybe stick around with me quite as long as I'd like. But uh, I'm not giving up. I still have that pair. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I've, I've got mine. I know right where they are. They're in, in the closet. Haven't really been taken out other than to rearrange the closet in probably the last the last couple of years. But I like, you know, you, you mentioned doing using running as a form of cross training for for the skating. And I'm thinking now, like, well, gum, like, you know, that wouldn't be a, like skating a little bit more wouldn't be a bad form of cross training because it's it's such a good um, good way to, to fire up the glutes. And as, as a lot of runners know firing up our glutes would be something that would be a, a bit beneficial for us as, as runners. So it's like, like, you know, it really would be a good, a good form of cross training to mix in a little bit more. So now, now you got me thinking, Shelly, I need to, I need to dust off my skates a little bit more often since, you know, living in Florida now, there's, there's no, there's no, uh, no, no natural outside ice skating happening this time of year, but we can still get out and, and rollerblade. So maybe I should, uh, mix that in a little bit more. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I didn't think about that. Maybe I need to to up my game too a little bit. Yeah, there we go. There we, who knew? Who knew? You know, a half an hour ago, I had no idea we were going to talk about inline skating for the first ten minutes of the call. But here, here we are. Uh, but anyway, so so you start to transition. You know, you, like all right, I'm never going to do. Yeah, you know, I, I could. I can never do this marathon. But unless you know, maybe if I get it on wheels. And so lo and behold, yeah, you know, the, the 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 stars align. We have got this inline skating marathon, uh, and you start to to mix in a little bit of running. Um, what was was you know, as, as cross training for that. Um, so as you pr started progressing more in, in the running journey a little bit, was it, was it a relatively smooth transition from having some level of base fitness from, from, uh, the skating and anything else that, that was, you know, kind of in the past as well, or, or was it, was it a bit rough? Was it, was it a, an acquired taste? Like kind of, what were the early days of when you started to focus more on, on, you know, the, the, the joys or maybe the not so much joys of running, what were the early days of running like for you? You know, I think the transition really happened when I, uh, in about 2004, I moved to Virginia for a job and, uh, the Virginia didn't have some, or at least where I was living in Virginia, didn't really have the, the inline skating paths that I was used to up in Duluth, Minnesota, mm -hmm. or at least I didn't know about them yet. So I kind of started to transition just a little bit of a treadmill, a little bit of running if I could, uh, where I worked, but you know, I, I didn't do a lot of it and I didn't take it too seriously. I just knew I should probably do it and uh, just try to get out for a mile or two. I actually didn't actually like mentally get past the five mile barrier, which seems really ridiculous to have in my mind, but that always seemed like way too far to run. Mm -hmm. um, even though I had, you know, inline skated marathons and done some other crazy things. It just, I, I had this block until about 2008. And it's, it's kind of once I got past that and ran my first five miles, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I could probably run 
more than five miles if I wanted to, but I'm good right now. Um, but I did, after I, I broke that barrier mentally, I said, well, what else haven't I been doing and signed up for that first turkey trot? I think everybody has to experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, somewhere along their running journey. So I think, I think, like I said, until then, I hadn't really taken running seriously. I wouldn't call myself a runner. I just was kind of doing a little bit of something to, to keep doing it. Um, and, and it wasn't really until even further along, like 2011 more when I moved to Maryland and had another rail trail outside my door that I actually started running more. And that kind of led me to my first half marathon. Um, because, you know, a friend on Facebook said, Hey, I'm running this marathon and it wasn't too far from Duluth. And I said, well, I can go back and visit Duluth, say hi to some of my friends and, uh, why not? Let's try this, this running thing. If I can go past five, six miles, I could probably do more. Um, and, and that kind of pushed me into that, that gradual progression. I guess I skipped the 10 K. I didn't really understand the thing or understand there were 10 Ks until much later, but I think I just kind of skipped from that 5 K to, uh, the half marathon with, with, you know, a friend inspiring me say, if I could travel and I could run a little, why not? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I think a lot of people are, I'm certainly, I'm on board that, that train as well. Um, what was the first half marathon? Did it, did it go smoothly? Was it, uh, you know, everything that, that you anticipated, were you well prepared? Like, like, cause I know for some folks, I am not one of these folks, but for some folks like that first race, whether it's whatever distance it is, it's, it's longer, you know, you get into the half marathon, marathon type of distances, like super trained, read all the books, you know, get all the advice, do all the, all the things to, to be ready to go. And then you have clowns like me who are like, yeah, you know, whatever, how, how hard can it be? Like, Oh, the first marathon, I'll just, you know, run 14 miles and that's, you know, more than half. So that's good enough. Um, and then, you know, I have the the horror story. And then other people are like, yeah, you know, it was, it was fine. Like I was prepared and ready to go. How was that first half marathon for you? It wasn't bad. Um, the friend I ran with actually had hurt herself during training. So we were going exceptionally mm-hmm. slow, um, which made it really easy for me because I had trained up pretty well. Uh, it was, of course, drizzly. So I didn't realize I might need a rain jacket. So like the night before in northern Minnesota, I, I found the cheapest... <laughs> discounted rain jacket ish runner ish thing I could find and just brought that with. Um, so it was when I say drizzly too, I'm talking Northern Wisconsin drizzly. So it was right at that cusp of like freezing rain, regular drizzle, but, uh, it actually went really well. My friend, uh, made it through and, uh, I, I learned something about people. There are two types of people. There are people that will just continuously run through something. And then there's people that will continuously run that they may or may not be hurt. But at that end, they are determined, even if you are with them, they will beat you to the, across <laughs> that finish line. Um, I am not one of those people. I don't know how people muster up that last like hundred, hundred yard dash at the end. But um, that was the one thing that caught me off, uh, probably surprised the most uh, was that. Uh, but, you know, it was just a really good experience because, like I said, I got to go back and, and be with a group of people. It was really my first experience in such a large group to kind of see what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was gravel, though, um, which I was not expecting. So it's kind of like that loose gravel. So mm-hmm. I will say my feet were a little more sore than I, I was prepared for at the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, one of those things that maybe you don't. And even even to this day, I don't necessarily always think about, but boy, what a, what a difference it makes of, um, you know, a little bit softer ground, which is why, the, you know, talking about trails a little bit earlier, it can be, you know, the, the pace can be a little bit off or, you know, you're not worried as much about the pace. Um, but yeah, gravel is is something that, that seems like it shouldn't be too big of a deal. Uh, but unless it's really hard packed, boy, it's it's uh, it, it does it does 
maybe not beat you up, but it, it works you a little bit differently than, than the, uh, than the set, than the cement or the asphalt, things like that. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I, I will say too, that the cool thing about that half was of course, you know, I came back and I was all pumped up cause I did a half marathon and, and didn't think I ever could. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm thinking marathon mm. and, uh, one, I never thought I could think that. So it was kind of an, a neat thing, but then, you know, I downloaded, sorry, the generic That's plan right. off the internet. Don't apologize. And, uh, uh, it looked like all I had to do was add an extra, you know, couple miles here or there, you know, naively thinking, uh, <laughs> to up my plan to a marathon. So the next thing I know, my, my other runner friend, uh, from work was, Hey, let's sign up for the Virginia beach marathon. And I said, sure. So I put it on the books and started running a little extra. Um, but then about, I think that race was about March cause it's right around uh, St. Patrick's day mm-hmm. and, uh, come February ish, uh, my then fiance, now husband was like, Hey, we're going to Myrtle beach. They have a, a half marathon marathon that weekend where, you know, I'm going to meet friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should run something. Don't you have to train that day? And I said, yeah, that's my, uh, 18 mile run. And he, and I, you know, he's just trying to be encouraging. He's like, well, then you should sign up for the marathon and do it. I said, no, my first marathon is in a month, you know, is in March. And I said, no, that's, I have to do an 18 mile run. So, you know, the half marathon, that's, that's too low and I'll have to run more after it. And what's the odds of me doing that? Mm -hmm. So somehow I was talked into the marathon. Oh Lord. Um, so, so I think you and I might have some things in common. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, I had run 16 miles before I did my first marathon. It was not intended to be my first marathon, right. but it just sounds yeah, like a it. good idea, you know? That, that's Why a not? big differentiator in that this wasn't intended for you versus my my intention was clear. Like, I knew what I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I at least, you know, my, my I would have been better off downloading one of those plans too. Let's not kid ourselves. But anyway, so so tell me about this first marathon that wasn't wasn't planned, but, uh, you know, was was kind of run almost spur of the moment. You know, it, it actually turned out really neat. Um, but, you know, there were some things that the podcasts have never told me about when I took, did this first marathon. You know, uh, it was a lot of waiting around, which I wasn't, mm. you know, I kind of knew from the half marathon, but it was a smaller half marathon. So th- it felt like a lot of waiting around in the cold in the morning. But we got going. It was great. There was a lot of people until about the halfway point. All of a sudden, I'm, I, I felt very lonely. Uh, you know, cause the, the half marathoners right. went one way and I said, I have to do this all over again. <laughs> and then I took a deep breath and I said, well, you know what, after we get to 16, each mile is the longest I've ever run. So just run as much as you can. And then if you have to walk, you have to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to mile 20, uh, took a pit stop and text, text, uh, all my friends and my fiance that I was coming. Um, and, and, you know, Hey, this is where I'm at. So six more miles should be no problem got back out on the road. And again, I I didn't feel too bad. I mean, I wasn't like making beautiful running strides, but I was moving forward. Uh, but then mile 22 came and then I started seeing people like sitting on the side and I saw people kind of just, just stopping. And I started getting scared because nobody told me that during a marathon, people would just start kind of stopping and saying it's too hard and, and having physical breakdowns. Um, so I started doubting myself. I'm like, Oh, can I do this? I mean, they probably trained and, uh, I, I didn't, but, uh, I was fortunate enough that one of the training groups was coming through Mm 
that had a certain pace Mm -hmm. and their pacer was, you know, pumping them all up and, you know, started talking and I just kind of joined the group and they, they accepted me for a little bit. And, um, he's like, Oh, you got this, no problem. And that's all I really needed. And I pushed through and, and finished the marathon and I I couldn't walk upstairs great that day, (laughs) but I did it. And I, I, I honestly hear your story about the 14 miles. And I think, you know, I was pretty close to that. Now I wasn't breaking any records or, or moving too fast, but you know, I, the first experience was great. And I, you know, of course PR cause I had never mm-hmm. done it before. So that felt awesome. Um, and then I got this medal at the end, which was made it even cooler and free food. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought this was, wow, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm doing this again. And then I realized I'm doing it again in a month and, and, uh, that went a little shakier just because it was again, that freezing rain situation, mm-hmm. which just, you, my fingers got so cold, but you know, I had the, when I did the second marathon in Virginia beach, I don't know who was handing out those jelly beans at mile 22, but to this day, those were still the best jelly beans I've ever had. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was, it was, uh, I, I had a great, great support of fiance and now husband mm-hmm. who always encourages me to run, which is really the most important thing when, when running any distance. Um, and he made me assign a you know, two marathons in one month. And I, I've had that sign with me for quite a, quite a few office moves just because I, you know, maybe it wasn't the smartest thing, but it was a pretty cool thing to achieve. Oh, certainly. I mean, you know, it's, it's, and not, not saying that you're completely glossing over this, but, but again, if we, if we think about the timeline, um, for anybody that, that's been running for a while to run, two marathons, even if you're not trying to just hammer them the, the, the fast you can possibly go, but like to run two marathons in a month, like that, that's, that's an achievement. And for you to do your first two marathons in a month, the, the first of which, um, wasn't, like you said, it wasn't exactly planned. Uh, it was, it wasn't part of the, uh, the original timeline. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, a nice little achievement to, to always kind of go back to and, and, uh, you know, to have, have, uh, you know, to have done it like that's, you know, tip, tip of the hat and all that kind of good stuff. That's, that's a, a pretty good achievement. I I'd, I'd think I'd keep moving that sign with me as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, I think, I think again, that was one of those things where I realized I was changing that original thought when I was watching grandma's marathon to, I can't do this to, mm-hmm. wow, I can really do this. And I, I don't know why myself, or I think almost any runner realizes this, you say you can't. And then the next thing you know, you're signing up for, you know, a 50k, uh, a marathon, a half marathon, a, a 10k, your first 5k. And it just, it's amazing to see how something like running can remove those barriers that you thought were there. Yeah, it, it certainly does. And, and, you know, in any number of ways, whether it's from the, you know, the, the positive aspect of peer pressure of, of running friends that are sometimes our, our worst enablers or best enablers, depending on how you want to look at it, or if it just comes from, from within of like, wow, I did, you know, I did the 5k. I wonder if I can do the 10k or I wonder if I can do the, the, whatever the five miles that that you struggled with for a while until you finally got past that. And then like, wow, if I can do five miles, like, I wonder what's, what's next. So, um, you kind of set it up, but I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of it and and keep, you know, kind of, kind of ask the, uh, what, what in my mind at least is a pretty logical follow-up. So, um, you know, you run these two, these two marathons, maybe there's some more marathons in there as well, but you know, where, where did the, whether it was the question, whether it was the peer pressure, whatever it was, where did, where did the, uh, you know, I wonder if I can do the 50 K ish thing come from, was that something that, that burned from within or come from outside or, or how did you kind of decide to dip your toes in the ultra marathon waters? 
Well, I think it was just that, unfortunately, it was all within, or fortunately, I should say, depending on how you look at it. You know, I sometimes think I'm that bad runner friend. It's like I have a uh, my own runner friend inside. Uh, no, my one of my really good friends had actually ran, uh, well, I'm trying to think, it was 62 miles. So, so I'm not sure- 100k thank you uh i haven't i haven't quite got to that distance but i paced her during that Mm -hmm. and that got me thinking of doing you know one of those crazier long runs Uh, my husband was like no i I don't think we're (laughs) i don't think we need to do that Um, because he saw some of you know the the ramifications of running 100k Mm -hmm. uh even if you were you know taking care of yourself so i think he that taste was a little too fresh in his mouth but i think of course just you know one google search away and i'm like oh there's a trail run nearby and the first time i saw the 50k in my neighborhood or just down the road i was kind of like no i won't make the time limit i won't do it um and then you know life got in the way and i didn't do it and uh, fast forward to 2019 i saw it again and i said you know what you wimped out the first time let's just do it you you i had uh the disney half marathon um in January of 2019. And then I had grandma's marathon where I was going to do that in June of 2019. And so I'm like, it's just, you'll be trained up with a marathon, just pull the trigger and just go for it. You know, you, I regretted not doing it the first time. And I'm like, if, if you don't make the time limit, you'll learn something, you'll have a good time, you, you get to go out and run. And so it was really trying to just overcome, again, one of those times where I said, I can't do something. And whenever I say that, then I regret it. And you know, I just, I had to just suck it up and say, look, if you can run this many different ways, whether it be your 5k, your half marathon, your marathon, you can do a 50k. It's not that much different. Um, I might've been wrong when you look at the course I ran with the hills and the, the tree roots, but you know, at the time I said, you have to give this a try. So that's kind of where I went. I just, I couldn't, I had that regret of passing it up the first time. How'd it go? Uh, like I said, it uh, it turned out being one of the hottest days in the summer mm. ever recorded in history for uh, Maryland. Uh, they actually started the race a couple hours early just to try to get it going before the heat of the day. Luckily, it was covered, so uh, that really made a difference. It was a lot cooler in the shading. Um, but overall, it was a nice trail run in the woods. And if anybody can think back a long time ago, I think it was po- one of the few posts I did uh, for the Facebook group is I did break my hand because I had a pretty bad fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was about halfway through. So that was probably about mile 15, 16. But uh, I finished the race and then I drove myself to the emergency room and uh, got my cast. <laughs> so I, I, I was... I. I was wondering, I guess, if that was the race. Cause I did, I did kind of go back and, and refresh my memory on some of the posts that you've done. And that was that, that popped up right away. It was this big, big block of a cast you had on your, on your hand after the race. So uh, I obviously got to, I got to ask some questions here. Like when you, when you first fell, which, you know, anybody who runs many trail races knows that, or even just runs on the trails in general, whether you're racing or not, like there's always, there's almost always going to be a fall. Like I, I kind of joking, you know, kind of joke, but kind of serious, like, like a trail, like it's not a really a trail race if, if you don't fall at least once. Like it's just like, that's just kind of something that's, that's probably going to happen. Um, when you, when you fell, did you know right away that, that it was more serious than just a, a, a bruised ego that it was, that it was a broken hand or was it kind of something that, that didn't register right away? No, I definitely, uh, once I kind of picked myself up and dusted everything off and uh, uh, cursed the tree root behind me, uh, I, I don't think it occurred to me how bad it was mm-hmm. um, until I got to the aid station. And then it started to look like it was getting a little little 
black and blue. And I said, okay, well, you know, it was a pretty hard fall, but you know, it doesn't hurt so bad that I have to stop or anything. You know, I'm not running some super awesome fast pace that I have to keep up. I'm just, you know, enjoying a nice run. So I figured I'd keep trying it, see how it felt the next aid station. Um, and yeah, it, it did look a little gnarly, um, especially by the time I, I drove myself to the emergency room. But I think I kind of had that attitude. It was just like, hey, it's a fall. It's mm-hmm. it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, fast forward to uh, 2020 when I'm actually in physical therapy to try to strengthen my left leg um, because it turns out I just I had... I have a really weak left leg for some reason compared to my right leg and I tend to fall a lot. And so I was falling on my left side all the time. And, you know, this was one of the many times I fell on my left side and, uh, you know, I just kind of shook it off and said, well, makes the story better, you know, and then I got it in my age, you know, like I said, this is the race I got in my age group. So I can be like, I broke my hand, got my age group. And it was the hottest day in, in July ever recorded in Maryland history. I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, this is this is what running's all about. You know, have a good story and have a good time. Yeah. But it was it was really fun. I've never experienced you know a, a true fifty k trail run. So you know, getting bagels or you know having all that food out and and having great people there to man the stations was just it was amazing. Oh yeah, that 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 first that first ultra where there's the the spread. It's not just like a you know here's a gel or here's here's a a, a chew or something like here's a cup of Gatorade. But like we've got all the things. We've got we've got junk food. We've got candy we've got fruit we've got all the different things um is 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 an eye opener but you know going back to you know winning the age group breaking your hand hot day hottest day um you know i i feel like that's the badass trifecta right there isn't it like <laughs> like you just you just got all the points for uh for running that race and and uh i mean oof, what what a what a process what was you know coming out of it like or maybe not coming out of it were there ever any points between the hand or the the heat where you were like, eh, I don't know. Or was it just like, were, were you, I don't want to say dead set because maybe that's a, a poor choice of words, but I mean, w- w- was there ever any question of like, I think I might need to pull out or was it like, nope, we're, we're, we're going and, and we're not stopping until we get to the finish line? Yeah, it was a, we're not stopping until the finish line. Um, I, I wiped off the, the scraped knee and was like, nothing's, I'm not bleeding. I don't need stitches. Uh, you know, it's just my hand. I don't really need my hand right. to run. Just my hand, um, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, if it was my leg, we would have talked about it. But uh, <laughs> no, I just, I just thought, hey, you know, I, I've wanted to do this mentally. I'm prepared to do this physically. I think I'm prepared to do this with a minor setback now. Um, but I'm halfway there. Why? Let's just go. Um, yeah, I didn't think about the fact I could make a T-shirt out of this someday or a bumper <laughs> sticker. But I, I do like that. No, I just, I just pushed through because like I said, I think mentally I was just like, no, I, I already said I couldn't and I know I can. So mm. we're here to do this. Let's, let's get it done. Yeah. That's, I feel like having that, that mental piece locked in is, is, you know, I mean, it's, it's just huge. And, and as, as I've said a few times, more than a few times, like that's, that's the piece that's been fuzziest for me. Um, or what, one of the fuzzier pieces, which I feel like I'm getting, getting better with because, you know, yeah, when, when you got it locked in mentally, like you'll just kind of, you know, it might not always be pretty and it might not always be as fast as you want or, or whatever. Um, but you know, the, the idea of stopping, like if you can keep going, like stopping is not part of the equation. Um, and, and, at least for me personally, I feel like that's, that's a good place to have gotten to. And it sounds like, sounds like you were definitely there that, that day for sure. Yeah, I was definitely locked in on that day. Now, some of the other races I have, I haven't been that locked in. So, I mean, I've had my share of, of those bad 
bad training runs, bad mm-hmm. races where you kind of just, uh, I call it mile 15. Um, so mm. kind of backtracking the, 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 uh, grandma's marathon that I did about probably a month be- prior to this race, uh, mile 15 was rough. Um, everything just kind of broke down and the race didn't quite go the way I wanted to. I made like every rookie mistake in the book that day. Um, so I think, I think I just really needed redemption maybe for, for this 50 K this was kind of my, okay, we're, we're going to put everything right. We're going to do it right. And and we're going to make this happen. So I guess that, that kind of plays into why I probably wasn't going to stop till, till it was the finish line. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that certainly helps when there's, when you got a recent kind of bad taste in your mouth a little bit, that, that determination gets, gets ramped up a little bit. Um, you, you mentioned making all the rookie mistakes. I can't, I can't just gloss over that. What were, what were some of the, uh, the, you weren't a rookie at the time, but what were some of the rookie mistakes you made when, when running the grandma's marathon a couple years ago? Well, in the grandma's marathon, uh, so after the birth of my son, I hadn't really ran cause I, I was told I should give up running for a little bit to help get pregnant. And, right. uh, so I did that cause I said, Oh, I can run again. You know, I just, we'll, we'll give it up for a little bit. So this was, this was my first marathon back from after 2015. So I'd kind of paused with the really long distances. Uh, but my husband being the sweetheart he is at Christmas decided uh, to talk me into it. And I said, that's great. That would be a great trip. You know, everybody could see where I came from and kind of, uh, hang out along the, the shore. It's always a beautiful time up there. Um, and it was in June, so the weather should be nice by then. Uh, so I, I, I did exactly, like I said, all the rookie mistakes. I I went out really hot. Mm -hmm. So I, I found the pace group I should be in to get my sub four marathon. So again, I'm middle to maybe back of the pack, depending on uh, what you're used to, but I I was determined this was going to be it. I was trained up. All my runs had gone, my training had gone really well. Uh, but I decided instead of following that pace, I should, I felt good. I should go a little faster. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that kind of bit me in the, the butt, as we say later on, uh, not only did I start to feel tired a little faster, but I was also, uh, I brought Gatorade instead of water. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never brought a Gatorade on a run. I don't know why I thought that time I should. So I, I wasn't hydrating the same. Um, you know, I didn't have the same food I usually have that I'd been practicing with before my long runs, you know, uh, it was like one of those things where I literally did everything I knew I shouldn't, (laughs) but it just, it just made sense that day for some reason. Um, and then, uh, I also, uh, was, they had a lot of spots where you could like put water on yourself and I was just feeling kind of warm that day. Uh, so I put, you know, I squeezed some water over my head or threw a cup on my head and then I started getting rashes in places. I didn't realize we should get rashes. Mm -hmm. And then, then for some reason, my toenail was rubbing the wrong way. And, uh, you know, it just like mile 15, the, the Diz Runs podcast uh, stopped, and I couldn't get my <laughs> I, I couldn't get my phone to play music or load up something mm-hmm. else. Um, I just I just fell apart. I mean, I caught myself walking on the side, going, "Okay, we got to pull it together." Um, and that I just I, I was in my head. I was having some bad moments with everything kind of coming together at mile fifteen. Um, and then I said, "Well, I got to get back." So you know, it's it, this isn't going to be the sub four you wanted. Um, I had seen the pace group that I was supposed to be keeping up pass me a while ago. Um, so I just pulled it together and, uh, got back on track, got running again. I knew my husband and my son would be waiting for me with, with, I don't know what kind of silly sign because they always have something funny. Um, so I'm like, no, I got to get up, 
you know, and mm-hmm. enjoy the view and let's go. So I, I picked up the pieces and was able to get there. Um, I got a PR for a marathon. So in the end, it was good. It just, it felt like that mile, mile 15 was just, it was really rough. Um, and, and like I said, a lot of those rookie mistakes just kind of played into it. If I had gone a little slower, it probably would have been a different race. Mm-hmm. Um, if I kind of kept my game plan, but I guess I was just excited. I felt good. And, you know, we all go hot out of the gate in, in at least one race, if not a lot of them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, those are, that, that's kind of why I answered that 50 K ish, you know, I didn't, I don't have when I go up for a 50 K or, you know, when I, when I try to run longer distances and just kind of break it up and have fun with it, I don't put that, that time aspect Mm -hmm. on it. I just go, okay, let's go. But, but that one, I had that, that time on my mind because I'm like, okay, I'm coming home. I said, I could never do this race. I, here I am doing it, you know, and I just, I wanted to make it that, that super awesome race where, you know, the story was this great coming coming of age story you know mm-hmm. good 80s movie or something um where i made that that magical sub four uh but it just didn't happen because i wasn't i wasn't being smart about it i think right. i just let all the excitement and the, and you know the stress get to it which we all do at some point we all have those races so hopefully someday i can go back and just uh, enjoy it a little mm-hmm. more um, but like I said, the end of the race was awesome. Um, Duluth puts on such a great race and it's along the lake. So it's just beautiful scenery. Um, it's a smaller race than some of the races I've been in, uh, by small, I, it, it's still, you know, thousands of people, mm-hmm. but it's not like DC people, right. uh, because, right. you know, I live in that area. So that's, that's a lot, or, you know, the Disney race size mm-hmm. where there's corral after corral. We all went the same corral. They just hit the gun and we went, it was really mm. kind of refreshing that way. Gotcha. Well, it's, it's, it's always been, I mean, not always, but it's, it's certainly in the last, the last handful of years. So I guess probably when I, whenever I started really being serious about running marathons, like grandma's always has kind of been one of those ones that, um, isn't like on my absolutely have to do list, but it's certainly on my, I would really like to do it list. And so, uh, now hearing you talk about it makes it even more kind of bump it up even a little higher on my list of, of races that, um, you know, at some point, Obviously, some point when races are, are a regular thing again, hopefully sooner rather than later, um, make it up to Duluth and, and yeah, a good time of year to be uh, on the on the shores of Lake Superior. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, you know, you always get a little bit of a breeze off the lake and usually that that makes it perfect running conditions versus perfect spectator conditions. Right. Right. Absolutely. Good. A good. Good conditions to run in are, are always appreciated. So I got to got to ask another uh, kind of slightly sh- shifting gears a little bit, uh, Shelly, but. Um, something that, that I noticed that, uh, is, is very recent on the, uh, uh, you know, I don't know whether you would classify it as a list of accomplishments, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it up there. Um, participation in the, uh, the first, probably first annual, uh, Diz runs new year's fat ass, which, uh, didn't talk about much on the show. I think I mentioned it once or twice, but kind of, kind of came together relatively last minute in the Facebook group. Um, the idea of, of on new year's day, just kind of getting out running, you know, Again, for those that aren't familiar with fat, the fat ass kind of theory of a race, it's, it's not really an, an official race. It's kind of a, a run. Everybody kind of does their own thing, whatever, like kind of start, finish, whatever, make, make it fun. Uh, so we decided to put a little challenge out there, running 5Ks on on New Year's Day, which, you know, you could run one, you could run 
a dozen of them, like whatever you wanted to do, uh, just kind of made it, made it fun. And in the back of my head, when I was thinking about this thing, I was like, I wonder how many clowns are going to like go out at midnight and run their first one at, at midnight. Like I'm certainly not my, my, my behind was in bed at like 10 o'clock on new year's Eve night, probably before that, probably nine o'clock on new year's Eve night. Uh, but it's like, I'm sure there'll be one or two. And you know, as, as I'm scrolling through the, the feed the next day, I had a, the post up, everybody was posting what times they ran and how many they were running and whatnot. And there was, you know, a couple at, at 12 and now, I'm, you know, 12 and I'm going to go to bed and I'll run some more in the morning. Like, I was like, that's cool. That's cool. And then Shelly posts 12 AM, 1 AM, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7, 8, 9. And like finally, after like 10 of these things, you know, for, for 10 consecutive hours of running 5Ks from, from midnight through the morning, she's like, all right, well, now I'm going to go and, and not go take a nap. Now I'm going to go be a mom and, and you know, kind of spend the, spend the day with my family. Um, for lack of a better way of asking the question, what in the heck was, were you doing running 10Ks from midnight until whatever time it was in the morning uh, for, for some little random Facebook group pseudo challenge thing? Like what what... What was that all about? You know, I have had it in the back of my mind to try one of these 24-hour challenges um, just because I don't know any better. And I thought, you know, maybe this would be the way. I, I, I don't want to say 50-miler, but this might be my way. I could slowly, you know, maybe accomplish that 50 miles someday. Um, so when you put it out there, I was like, you know, I could probably try this. And then, of course, I made the mistake of telling my husband I should probably try this. And he said, well, you have to try it now that you told me. <laughs> and I said, you're right. I do. So I just, you know, uh, thought, hey, you know what? This is the challenge is out there. Let's give it a try. Because you know what? Even if I just run a few of them, I'll learn from it mm-hmm. and I'll understand moving forward what I can do, uh, you know, for a future one. I, I didn't know how many miles I could get, but it was like, once I had committed to one point, I'm like, well, I have to at least do 10 now, you know, I'm getting close, but <laughs> I had found a route that was perfect in my neighborhood. Um, it was quite an adventure. I didn't realize so much goes on in my neighborhood at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, and I guess it was because it was new year's day maybe, but there were, you know, some police, some, I saw some great fireworks from a neighborhood nearby. Um, there were a lot of deer at the elementary mm-hmm. school I didn't know we had. It was it was quite the adventure. Um, I saw one bicyclist, um, but yeah, I didn't really see the dog walkers or runners until much later in the <laughs> in the challenge. So, but no, I really was glad glad you put it out there, and I just decided to step it up. I was kind of kind of bummed that my schedule didn't let me do a few more later in the day because I felt good enough to do a few. But you know. Family is family, so you mm-hmm. kind of have to, to work through it. And I love my family for letting me do as much as I do and do these crazy kind of things. So uh, I figured let's let's see what I got, and uh, then uh, we'll retire for the day. Wow. Plus I... it, it, Go ahead. I was going to say, plus it kicks off a 2021 in a, in a good way because I did want to really, you know, do something cool running wise this year. And, and, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe I'm trying to front load, but I figured nothing's wrong with that since, uh, you know, all, all it does is let me know, Hey, maybe I want to try this, uh, later in the year. And and now I know what I know. So Mm -hmm. I can, I can move forward with that again. Yeah, well, you, you, there's certainly nothing wrong with with front loading. Nothing wrong with getting the, the year started off on a on a you know with a, with a strong start. I mean, I did the same thing. I ran ten of them. Um, I just wasn't foolish enough, or I, my words, I'll say foolish enough to start at midnight. Like I started at six o'clock in the morning. And, although then I did run into some heat 
kind of not that not heat issues, but it got it got warm. Uh, you know, when you get into two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon, that that uh, you know, maybe that's just part of being in Florida too. But uh, you know, you got to avoid the, the heat of the day, got to run through the night, like you said, see some things. Um, what was just curious for, from your perspective, because obviously I know what my perspective was of running for you know about a half an hour and then having about a half an hour off and then getting back out there running for another half an hour and, and back and forth. Um, how did your 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 legs? How did your body? How did your mind hold up when you get to the you know the the sixth, the seventh, the eighth of these things in a row? Like how how did it play out for you? You know, uh, it was interesting because my legs felt pretty good through all of them because you know I wasn't hurrying the pace. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do do it slow enough so I could keep going. The big thing that I found is that you know I had to dress for winter, or I sh- I shouldn't say I had to dress for the colder weather. So right. it was probably thirty four maybe degrees when I started. I think it dipped down a little bit and then it started rising again. Uh, but what I found the, the biggest problem was is that I would run. Um, then, you know, at some point all my winter clothes are getting warm and I'm getting right. toasty. I'm getting a little sweaty. And then I would get back home and it'd be like, okay, I'm going to take a little nap. And then I'd start getting cold because I was cooling down. Mm-hmm. And then I had to take that cold, you know, self back out and run again. And then it would take a little while before I would warm up again. So I I think my hardest part was the fact that I would, it's like I kept cooling down and warming up and my body was getting so cold through those cycles um, that I I wonder if it was a little warmer outside, if if I would have felt a little better about it overall, because getting getting later in the day and later in those runs, um, or I should say in the morning, getting later in the morning, uh, it was a little tougher to to convince myself that I didn't just want to go take a, a warm shower <laughs> right. and and throw in the day. towel. But yep. but then I and the other thing that was weird is like I remember at one point I had run like five miles and I'm like. I've only run 15 or five hours, Mm -hmm. you know, on the hour. And I'm like, I've only run 15 miles. I could have done this in like an hour and a half or two hours. Why am I doing this? So it it was, uh, it it was an experience to, to just do something very different. And then, you know, my, my mind wasn't processing it because I think it was start at midnight. And I think in the future, yeah, maybe I would try six to six, but (laughs) I I know sometimes the parenting, uh, Mm -hmm. makes it hard to do that. So, uh, it, it was a great adventure and I'm glad, glad you put it up there. And and I think I'm going to try it again. Maybe, like I said, when the temperature is a little warmer and, uh, you know, maybe when, uh, I, 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 I'm just not sure. I'm going to do it right. again. I'm just not sure when. I'm not going to say never, but well, I think I like just doing the 50K straight instead mm-hmm. of, you know, or the maybe trying something like that straight than maybe breaking it up so much because that in-between time doesn't give you much to do. It just makes you think about the fact you have to get up and get going next or should I eat something? Mm-hmm. Well, I have to run again. I don't know what my stomach should eat. Like like I said, there were a lot of things I learned from doing it, so I really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I would quite do the... Uh, the crazy do it at midnight and keep doing it <laughs> until uh you know until you can't right right yeah it's it was it was an interesting experience and and um like i said probably the first annual so you know not for nothing, but you can, you can try it again, probably, uh, the next, the next new year's day. Um, but it probably, the weather won't be probably better for you then. It'll probably be about the same. So yeah, maybe play with it a little bit during the summer and get to get to feel what it's like. Uh, you know, when, when you're doing a little bit warmer, uh, is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. It'll be different. That's, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, like I said, when I, when I saw that, that post, I was just like, my gosh, somebody, somebody really was crazy enough 
to just start at midnight and knock out a bunch of them instead of, you know, start at midnight, do one, and then like shut it down for a while and come back the next day. So again, kudos to you for, for adding another, you know, little notch of badass, badassery to, to your uh, resume between broken hands, hot days, finishing first, and then, you know, being the, uh, being the, the, the one person crazy enough to knock out 10 of them starting at midnight. You, you get all the points today, Shelly. Well, well, thank you. I, I guess <laughs> mental toughness and craziness are, are, are a fine line. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So uh, as we're getting to the point of, of wrapping things up today, Shelly, can't, uh, uh, can't let you out of here without a, a little philosophical something. So um, just be, be curious, you know, is, is at this point in your um, kind of, of running life, running career, you know, and also just life and, and career and everything else in, in general, um, why do you, why do you keep running? You know, what is it that, that keeps getting you out the door? What is it that you, that you keep striving for pushing yourself for? Um, why, why, why is running continuing to be a uh, part of your life? And, and if I can read between the lines here, probably no, no plans of giving it up anytime soon. Why, why is running so important to you at this point? You know, I, I touched on it or mentioned it that, uh, I do have some depression and anxiety issues. So I always feel like I'm battling a little bit with my, my own brain or my own, my own self to say, Hey, you, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this or don't do this. And running has really, and continues to allow me to push back at my brain in some strange way and say, look, no, you can. And every time I do something in, in the running, whether it seems crazy or it's just, you know, um, something I didn't think I could do. It really helps break down some of, some of those issues I'm dealing with and, and helps me really focus on the things that I can do. Um, so, you know, if you go out and you run a marathon or you run a half marathon or you run a 5k, whatever you're running, that, that should help you if you say you can't do this. So I, I can't be a good parent, you know, or you're struggling that day. I, I can't do this project at work. You should be like, no, I, I can go run a 5K. I can run a, a marathon, whatever your distance is. If you can do those things, you you can do anything in any walk of life. And I think that's what running has really helped me do is it challenges me and reminds me that I can do it if I just do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that that's really, I think, a lot of what a lot of us who run realize and that it helps us. If we can do this, we can do whatever we need to. We just have to remind ourselves. So, you know, if you can get out the door for a run, any run is better than no run. Mm-hmm. And that just proves to yourself you can you can do it. So no matter what distance, I, I hope to keep doing this for a long time. Um, I have some long distance goals. I have some, you know, PR goals, but as long as I can get out the door, it shows me that I can still keep doing things and I can keep succeeding. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Hopefully like I'll, like, you know, every runner says until I can't anymore, Mm -hmm. um, and go from there. It's just, it's, it's a powerful tool when your mind tells you, you can't to, to use your mind to overcome it and, and your legs. Absolutely. As, as is typically the case, I'm just, you know, sitting here nodding my head the whole time going, yep, yep, that's, that's perfect. And, and as is also typically the case, great way to wrap things up. So, uh, once again, guys, uh, disruns.com slash nine one six is the, the link for the show notes today. Uh, all the things we talked about races and, and shenanigans and all that kind of good stuff will be linked up there. We got photos as well. Um, and, uh, like I said, Shelly's in the Facebook group, not a lot of other social media, but she's in there. So if you're not part of the group, you can come in, kind of see some of the stuff she posts here and there. Get, check out that, that gnarly picture of her with her cast on from when she broke her, broke her hand as well. Um, but anyway, 
uh, Shelly, thank you for for making the time today. Thanks for uh, raising your hand uh, a while ago. It's taken us a while to get to get to this point, but glad that uh, you, thank you for being patient as we kind of work through uh, so many folks that have raised their hand and said, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind talking to you on the show." And uh, appreciate uh, the, the time today. Appreciate uh, the stories, and uh, certainly looking forward to to staying in touch and seeing how things go in the future. But again, thanks for the time today, and all the best to you. Thank you so much, Denny. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Shelly and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from our little conversation today? A few different things that uh, popped to my head. I actually kind of had a pretty full sticky note on this one as far as ideas or things that that stood out. I was like, oh, that was good. or That would be a good one. Uh, But I'm going to settle on... The last thing on my list this time through, um, and that is the idea of rookie mistakes and not to dwell on it, not to, to shine the light on Shelly for making some some rookie mistakes when she wasn't a rookie any longer, but the reminder that I've made rookie mistakes when I wasn't a rookie before, cough, cough, forgetting my shoes for the race, cough, cough. Um, and, and I guess the, the, so the reminder there again is that we're never immune from doing some silly things as far as mistakes go for, for doing something that arguably we know better than to do, you know, because what happens is when you, when you're a rookie, right? When you're brand new, you don't know any better. You don't know any different. You don't know that you shouldn't, you know, whatever, wear, wear a cotton shirt on race day. Although I think those days are pretty well gone, but who knows? I mean, you know, when we're all brand new runners, like we wear the cotton, we chafe, we learn, right? Um, but maybe maybe you're just you're following what other people are doing. You're following the the more of the one size fits all recommendations as far as fueling or hydration or whatever. But you don't know what you don't know. Maybe you, you see something cute at the uh, at the race expo. You're like, yes, I'm going to wear that. I'm going to get it. I'm going to wear it on race day. And you're breaking the, the don't do anything new on race day rule. That again, when you're new, you don't know any better. Once you've been around for a while, once you've run a few races, once you've run a few dozen races, you can't, I can, maybe not you, maybe this isn't something that you struggle with, but I can start to get a little complacent, start to just kind of be like, oh yeah, been there, done that. I don't need to worry about making sure, double checking that my shoes are in the car when we're driving to the race because clearly the shoes are, oh shit, the shoes are not in the car, Right. You can make those mistakes. You can you can do something that's a little bit foolish, and like Shelly experienced, you can you can do multiple of those things on the same day, and they can really kind of snowball and get the better of you. For lack of a better way of saying it, because you just kind of weren't as careful or meticulous or thinking things through as much as maybe you could have. So again, not to uh, not not to shine the light on anybody but myself here, as far as just a good reminder from Shelly's experience and maybe some of my experience as well, that uh, rookie mistakes can happen to the most seasoned runner, the one who's been doing it the longest, if we're not careful, right? Because just because you know better doesn't mean you always do better, at least for me. Maybe not for you, but certainly I've proven that, uh, that, that that happens to me. And I know a few of you don't ever want to let me forget that, which is probably a good thing. Probably a good thing when all is said and done. So that was my, my takeaway today that you're never too experienced to be fully immune from a rookie mistake. 
Lessons I've learned the hard way. Maybe you have as well. But uh, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Let me know. I'm at DizRuns on Twitter. I'm at DizRuns on Instagram as well. You can also send an email to DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today, which you can find at DizRuns.com slash 916. DizRuns.com slash 916. We got photos. We got we just have photos. I was gonna. I've, I've been in this trend lately. I don't know if you've noticed. Probably you have because y'all pay attention. <laughs> y'all pay attention to my words more than I pay attention to my words. But I've been in this trend of saying we got memes and gifs and all the things in the, the, the show notes for the interviews, and we don't have those things. We just have photos. We also have links. We've got uh, the, the Cliff's notes or the Ellen's notes, as you might want to call it. Um, and we, we, you know, we've also got the comment section down at the bottom of the page. So you can leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways right there as well. Moral of the story, whatever works best for you works just fine for me. But I love hearing from you guys. love hearing the takeaways, your thoughts on the, on the episodes, all that good stuff. So whatever works best for you and you're willing to share it, I appreciate it. So let me know. Let me know. Uh, one last call for Tailwind today. Uh, if you want to support the show and, and uh, you know get yourself, replenish your stocks of Tailwind, or if you want to try it out for the first time, that's cool with me too. Either way, disruns.com slash Tailwind is the link to do so. Check it out. Shop to your heart's content. And if you find a flavor that you really enjoy and it works for you, I mean, not saying you shouldn't just stick with it. Not saying you should never try something different, but at least you always know you got something, you know, and you can try some other things here and there as your little heart desires. So that is it for today. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, don't be afraid to hit that share button, spread the word, talk about it, post about it, blog about it, whatever works for you. Again, kind of like the feedback, any promotion that works for you works for me. Uh, never expected, never required, but always appreciated. Until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.